We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Good morning, G. I totally forgot. It's okay. <laughs> I was like, literally just came from the store, dragging around. <sighs> I woke up. I woke up late. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I drank quite a bit of that bottle last night. <laughs> that was that was something. That was that was something. It, that was. Yeah. All of it night. was something. <laughs> Well, good morning to everybody. Good morning to our audience. Uh, this is our, our locker room session that we do after every game. And don't worry, we will continue to do these uh, after the playoffs up until August. So, I mean, you're going to be able to get in on the conversation with us uh, any morning that you want that we do these. Uh, and if you miss them, we upload them to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Miami Heat Beat. Uh, I've, I've posted the last few to the podcast feed. I'm going to post this one as well to the pod feed. Just because it's playoff time, and I think that you know, kind of people might want the extra content on the feed. But I mean, we we will be posting these regularly to Patreon as we always have. <clears throat> Tiff, yes. let's talk a little bit about the basketball part because on Hangover Time we had a lot of fun venting and ranting, but there was there were some interesting adjustments that I thought the Heat made that mostly worked, and mm-hmm. we'll get into what didn't work. But let's start with what did work. And I thought it was a great idea for Eric Spolstra to move Trevor Ariza from Giannis to Brooke Lopez and then put Bam on the ball against Giannis. And right. what that did was two things. One, it let Ariza survive because Ariza was just getting absolutely overpowered by Giannis. And two, it let them switch any Brooke Lopez screen action, which was kind of 
important for them because they were just getting killed with Drew or Middleton because anytime any anybody with size was getting downhill against Heat guards, they were getting killed. So right. I think I wanted to start there because I thought those were the two easiest adjustments to make, and they made them, and the the defense worked because of it. Mm-hmm. So that's I don't I don't know how you feel, but that's kind of like I, I, no, I that was the only those were the only adjustments they could make. Like literally, there there was nothing else they could do, and we had discussed it earlier, saying that you got to get Trevor um, off of Giannis. I mean, the the reality is like. That matchup basically, in my eyes, it seems like it erased every positive thing Trevor did for this team since he got here. It feels that way. And um, it's, it's, it's bad because, like, he definitely does not need – he definitely doesn't need that hate from, from us or from anybody else. It's not his matchup, and we said that going in. Like, he wasn't the one that was going to be able to even slow Giannis down. Like, it wasn't going to happen. He physically just cannot match up with him. So I think just that in itself probably took its toll on him physically and mentally during those first two games. Because he... He just looked out of sorts. Like there's been points where he wasn't making shots this season, but he was doing everything else. He was passing. His defense was great. He was in the, he was in the passing lanes. He was getting to the basket. You know, he was making plays for others. Um, I just think this matchup literally took him completely out of the game. I I think he had a lot of success on the regular season with the trapping, with the Mm -hmm. length kind of using his natural gifted advantages that he has. And in this playoff series, he just hasn't, he just hasn't had that. No. So, I mean, he's just been not good. He's made three field goals the entire uh, series, two of them, right. two for 11 from three. Right. Uh, it's just like, there's little positive to take. Like, right, right. He's shooting well, 18% from three, 20% from two. Right. Well, there's no positives to take because, I, I feel like I said at the beginning, he this this wasn't going to be a series no. for him. Like he doesn't have like all the attributes he get. He showed us um, against other teams this year, where he was able to physically like dominate people at certain points. He doesn't have that in this series. Like he's not able to physically dominate his matchup at all. In no way, and even their guards no. are big. No, so it's not like. Yep you know, his help on, on trapped and they haven't trapped a lot. I mean, they trapped once early in the first quarter against holiday on the corner and they never really did much of it. And Nikai said this on the pod uh, in the series preview. It's like, this is not a series that Miami's going to trap. These guys are going to be too smart. They're going to get rid of the ball early. They're going to see it coming. And he's largely been right. They haven't right. done it. I think maybe in game four, you know, obviously they're going to try everything. So that may be the, the, the next card to play. Right. Cause there's nothing else. There's nothing else, and, and and it's and it's maybe something to help Trevor get going a little bit on defense, and then hopefully it translates to offense. Uh, good mm-hmm. morning, Alex. How are you? Yo, not doing well. I know. Good morning. Uh, oh, good morning, morning Alex. Morning, Tiffany. <laughs> uh, Tiff, Alex, and I have been texting. I woke up to a text from Alex, just like very, very doom and gloom. He, he feels. I feels like he's mute. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm all out of guts, man. I'm fresh. It's it, it's okay. It's it's okay. It happens. It happens. Listen, this is just sometimes you 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 get what you ask for, and 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 you just and you got to take <laughs> it. So medicine. true. 
Like they deserve and, and, every single bit of this. Yeah. Oh, like oh, no. let's like let's not let's not get let's not be full of ourselves. Like I, I don't know, Alex, if you've if you've noticed, but like all season I've been like even killed. I've noticed. I'm just like, all right, they're really good for four days, and then they're really bad for seven. So th- this is who they are. And even though they played very well going down the stretch, you are who you are. You keep, like you're not those mistakes just don't get wiped away when you know most of your players were hurt or in COVID protocols when you had a shortened off season when you didn't upgrade the roster. So I think it's okay to have like high expectations because as fans, that's what we do. We love the joy. You know, we love the joy of winning and we also love the agony of defeat because then we get to rail against the machines. But this is their let's look in the mirror moment and say, this ain't working. This ain't working. Some of y'all, we like y'all, but not enough to keep y'all. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's just what it is. I think this was ultimately good for them. Now, it sucks for us. It sucks for business. And it's right. for fans. It sucks for business. Big time. (laughs) These people. Uh, Jack, good morning. Oh, man. I just wanted to say hi to Alex. (laughs) And Tiff. Oh, no. Fuck you. Fuck you. You got to say and Tiff. Damn it. (laughs) Damn it, Jack. Well, I expected you to be in here. Oh, okay. 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 I was just going to listen if it was Tiff and G. By the way, every, you know, he fans should really give a shout out to Jack, who really fell on the sword for he fans because they lost the last time he hosted the Weird Al pregame show. And he, out of the goodness of his heart, said, I will, I will, for, for good luck, he, you won't do it. So shout out to Jack. What a guy. Really trying to help he fans. What a guy. <laughs> this is the most competitive game, the one I hosted. So, so I guess you're hosting Saturday. I am hosting Saturday. It's going to be a barn burner. <laughs> How we were, Jack. I, mean, I know you're busy, but like we were, we were tricked hard on that uh, that first game. We thought this was going to be a great series. Everybody did. I mean, why do you keep saying everybody did? Because like the, the media, the fans, a lot of people were like, "Oh man!" I mean, that was. I mean, that was a game that came down to a couple points, and the stars didn't even play well. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead, Jack. I mean. I thought after game one, the big thing for me after game one, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer, so I got off Twitter, was they did everything right. The Bucks did everything wrong, and it was a close game. That's that's not how you want to play the game. Um, Butler, obviously Butler didn't play well in game one, neither did Bam. But it was still, they won the three-point. You can't win the three-point battle by 45 points. And, and still lose. Take it over against a top four shooting team that went shot 16% from three. It just was, it's not a good sign. And the Bucks are on a mission. I hope the Heat get one game. Uh, do you think they get game four? I, I'm curious what y'all think. I think they've only been swept one time in their history. Well, me and G placed a $100 bet on that. That they're winning game four? I don't think G they win game four. The I don't think they win game four. He called the sleep in the chat. I don't think they win game four. Yeah, I don't think they win game four. Alex and I have a hundred on this. Oh, fuck. Are you nervous, Alex? Are you no, nervous? I'm, I'm 
I, I was full of guts yesterday, the past two days. I, like, I had gotten over game two, and I said, this isn't going to go down like 2014. I, myself, I refused to let it happen, and that, that my will didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I was at the game, uh, me and the crowd, you know, we couldn't will the win. But now I'm, I'm really nervous that they're going to get swept, and I, I'm, I just – how are they going to let this happen, man? They're going to let everybody call them bubble frauds and bubble flukes. And I understand, like, their gas and all that. I'm, I'm going to try to, like, toe the line between being understanding of how gas most of this team is and just calling them bubble frauds. Because right. I, how are they letting this happen? They're not they bubble frauds. After being called bubble flukes? Thank you, so, they're no, not bubble frauds. They call so Listen, it happens. So it just bothers me a lot the way that they're going out. Right. But you know what? They caught lightning in a bottle. And a lot of things worked in their favor. As in a lot of things worked in a lot of other teams' favor, too. They just didn't capitalize on it. Everybody had to, you know, everybody went in with the same position. That was it. So the Heat just capitalized and other teams didn't. But the reality is, it's like we we keep forgetting. Like Hero and Duncan and like they didn't play on the road during the playoffs. There were no fans. Yep. They, they left their bedroom and walked to the gym. There was no distractions. There was no nothing. They were at basketball summer camp. Exactly. And this year was they actually got a real taste of you got to go on the road and you got to try to get this split. This is what want, happens. Like this is reality. I want to push back on that because I think the idea that the bubble the bubble is supposed to help teams on offense, right? Because there's no crowd antiseptic environment, and their offense was just like worse in the bubble. It's like statistically in every way, shape, and form. But you're looking worse. at it from a statistical point. The no, offense I mean, might have been worse statistically, but they got the they got the shots when they needed it. There's a but difference that, that, when it's quiet and nobody's cheering and you need that <laughs> shot, you could get it. And there's a difference yeah. when you're on the road and everybody's yelling, whatever they're yelling. Cause I won't get into what some of these people are yelling and you're 20 and guess what? Your, your palms are sweaty. You're looking around and everybody's looking at you. They were also hey a guys, huge difference here. Last year. Hey guys. I would Hey guys, first time, hey, long up, time. Man? Hello, first time. <laughs> right, I just, I really quick, I just wanted to apologize to Jack um, because I've been very mad at some of his Jimmy Butler takes um, on the timeline. But Jimmy Butler scored three points after halftime and uh, made me cry. So uh, I'm sorry, Jack. You were you were right about Jimmy. I'm sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Jimmy, does, Jimmy doesn't. Have Jack, you and I were in this. Jack, you and I were in the same boat with Jimmy. We always have that same conversation. It's just he's aging, and I think that if you don't have somebody who can be a lead scorer next year, you're screwing him up. Because he manufactures manufactures baskets. And the people don't realize that's that's what's taking the toll on his body because he has to manufacture. And it's not just one shot. It's Every shot. Yeah, I thought, he's throwing uh, himself at the rim. I do yeah. want to, the bubble point, I, I do want to say, I, at least last year in the regular season, they were hitting those shots at the end of games. They were a really cool clutch team even before the bubble. And I do think you're uh, right, but I also, they were hitting good shots. Jimmy <laughs> was hitting late threes. They had moments that this team never had. But they you had, but you said moments, which means that really wasn't like collectively that wasn't who they were then. Yeah, and they caught fire definitely. Exactly. In the bubble. But I, what I'm saying is more so that 
this team never even had that potential, I don't think. I don't think this team ever even flashed something except for maybe the Jazz game. Right. All the Depot games? That the, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, Oladipo solved a lot of their problems, but right. that just would never was going to – they were never going to be able, able to overcome the litany of things that plagued them. Right. They had no and, continuity. Yeah. They had no, they had no continuity. And yeah. to be fair to Duncan in the bubble or out of the bubble, he, you know, I think he's been fine. You know, game one, he was incredible. Goran his, did his job. Hero's you know, been, hero's been hero all year. There's nothing right. we could have expected from him. I do think a full off season is going to do him a lot of good because he's just been in and out of the lineup oh, with yeah. injuries and he's just struggling for, you know, within a horrible offense. Right. I just yeah. think you're never going to like, you're never going to get the full use of Duncan without a point guard. Yeah. Somebody who can run the offense, who can slow the offense down, who can get everybody in the place they need to be on the court. Like you're Same never going to, and bam, exactly. But those, those guys will never like realize they're like, truth until you get someone that can say Jimmy get on the block get over here like you you need somebody to take control of the offense not a guy who is just an offensive player Pat Riley failed Jimmy Butler (laughs) (laughs) somebody in chat asked uh uh, Jay Jacobson has Duncan been our best player in the series absolutely not he had one no he had one good game nobody I'm the Duncan apologist I'm sorry that is a tough question Nobody has. You're down 03. <laughs> Let's not give people undue credit. You're down 03. No one has. I and think I'm Bobby a- Portis has been the Heat's best player. That guy stinks. <laughs> I think it's been Goron relative to my expectations of him. Right, because I thought he was going to be in a full body cast at this point. Yep. Oh, he was last night. Yeah, I know. He's, Yo, he's yeah, so. played like shit yesterday, and he still hit more threes than Ariza's hit the whole series. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Telling y'all about Florida, man. I mean, you you nailed it. <laughs> no, I mean, but let I want to talk a little bit about the coaching stuff because that's one battle that they've lost. Matsi, that's that's a battle that they never lose. And I don't think Spo has coached like a bad series. Right. I just don't think he's coached as good as he could have. I think he played it very conservatively to start, Got which I think is normal. I think that's fair. I think they trusted their shooters and they trusted their base. And after the second game, it went sideways. And then in game three, I thought he made the proper adjustments. I don't think he could have done more on offense. I would have liked to see a couple more Duncan DHOs. They didn't really go to that well a lot. They didn't really go to the double drag, which I thought was getting them some good looks. They did try the two big lineups. They they tried a lot of stuff. And we talked at the top of the show that the adjustments they made defensively. I don't think. I don't think he's coached the bad series, but I think Bud has absolutely coached the better series. They were oh, ready. Yeah. They, were not ready? Letting, they were not letting the Heat hunt their mismatches. And on the other end, they made it a point to hunt every Heat mismatch. I was just not there last season. I think yep. the defensive coverages have been exceptional and it's been well it's been well documented by anybody doing a podcast on basketball, how good they've been in their drop, how disciplined they are, how they the scouting reports on each player are are, are very known and Man, I mean, credit to them for their right. adjustments because, I mean, we made fun of them for how many years? Two, three years for what they never did. And they did it. 
And, you know, credit to them. I, I think the way that they've used their three stars and sets have been really creative. They're, they're active screeners and participants in the offense, right? I've said this a bunch, but, like, when you have Drew or Middleton with the ball and then you have the other two guys in, in double drag and you really just wreak havoc for Miami's guards that just can't get over screens. They, I mean, just – I mean, hats off to Bud and that coaching staff because they – I mean, they've, I don't want to say they've kicked Spo's ass, but they've certainly done a better job than he has. Well, this this needs to be talked about because True. after the series last year, everybody was firing Budenholzer because everybody right. loves firing a coach. Because right. the idea that the coach could improve is just not in the collective, like, brain power of the NBA. Like, right, right. You know, Spo improved a ton too, which is like... You know, there was a time where he was not the coach he is today, and he continues to improve. And then, I don't know, the other guy that everybody wanted to fire and that actually did get fired was Nate McMillan. And I'm who's, sorry, who's but point <laughs> you can't tell me that was the right move. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Jack. My, my guy's out here point shaving in, in, in Atlanta. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, hey, farther than wherever Indiana is. <laughs> I mean, the dude sat Trey Young for like fucking Indiana, minutes. man. Oh my god, fucking I Indiana. Mean, <laughs> god, I mean, I, I love Nate, but Jesus Christ, come on, I mean, man! The got because it's like the the easiest move to make for a team that's not what you think it should be. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of people were to blame for last year. I would say the Heat were number one to blame for the Bucks losing, but I would also say. Budenholzer made mistakes, so did Giannis, and you kind of just have to trust both of them to improve, and they did. Like, Bud's been a much better coach all year. That team's going to the finals. Giannis got better, too. Yeah, Giannis got better, too. Yeah. Not even that many guys. And let's be realistic. Like, no matter what his box score is, and I keep saying it, it's Drew Holiday. Yeah. He gives them toughness that they that they didn't have. He gives them control on the court that and they a didn't guard have. Hell. Guard. Our guards huh? were in hell the whole series. Right. And a dude that you got to defend and you can't right. jump off of. Which it's is him. He's the difference. I don't care. Like, Giannis is better, but, like, I'll be realistic. Okay, I'm still watching him, and I still see a lot of the same dumbass mistakes. Like that he makes just repeatedly. It's Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday gives them confidence. Yeah, that's the difference. And he's all it a, takes is somebody to give you confidence. Let's get to some of our callers here because we have quite a few on deck. Uh, good morning, Simi. How are you? You there? Okay. Well, you come back to us when uh, when you're ready. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Mario. Uh, what's up? What's up? What's up? I know. I know. You good. were there for a bit. You were there for a minute. What's up, Mac? Yeah. Morning. What's good, guys? Good morning. Really good. good morning. I after what we watched last night, but it is what it is. I'm used to it at this point. But one <laughs> thing I was going to say, though, is this thing could be either a positive in the general sense, because Bam could go work on this game. I stopped that kumbaya bullshit about, oh, I don't need to score. Look at what I do on defense. <laughs> defense is cool, but, like, we still need offense, especially when we don't have an actual bucket getter on this team. Oh, this could be a positive in that Bam realizes, okay, I do need to score. And maybe Spo starts empowering him to start shooting threes. Because if we're being realistic, right, having two stars that really shoot in the NBA is kind of problematic. We've really not addressed that. 
but it's kind of problematic in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. I think, honestly, it's clearly part of it is mental, and I don't know. I would credit – I would blame Spo for part of that, and I would blame him for most of it because he's the one ultimately responsible. Um, But I do think having a full offseason – an offseason mired in embarrassment is going to have him coming out next season looking real good because he's shown that he's willing and able to improve when he gets the time. He's improved a lot every single offseason. I, I do think Simi's 100% right that this is might be a blessing in disguise where you get people early rest and you get people in offseason to be angry and to grow. And I think Bam will be the Bam and Hero will be the biggest beneficiaries of that. Quick question to all you guys. Hero's not going to be on this. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Hope not. Qu- quick question for y'all before we get to me out of here. We can get to the next caller. Do, would you guys want Bam to do Team USA? No. Uh, you know. Hell no. No. So everybody's no. Cindy, no. no. what about Hell. you? Huh? Hell no. No. Hell no. Okay. Work on your game. Lock yourself in the gym. That's what you should do. Work. I mean, Team, U- Team USA is a way to improve your game, but I think yeah. this might be one of the rare instances where I think you just need the you just need the time. Yeah, off. he needs the rest. He needs the time off. He needs he the rest. To... He needs to get away from people. That's number one. Get away from yeah. everybody. Like, go somewhere. Get away from everybody. Get your head right. Come back. Call Chris Bosh and say, "Meet me at the gym." Oh my God! Please. please. I think Duncan should yeah. do it though. I think Duncan's the guy that should do it. I don't think Duncan should do it either. I don't think anybody should. Do no, it. I don't think any uh, of players should do it. I think everybody should rest. Can Spo coach? Take the. I just want some sort of. <laughs> I just right. want some sort of heat link there because I know that all the you know we all the content in the partnerships started in the Olympics, as we all know. We got to send a representative. I'm not. I, 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 honestly, I'm gonna tell y'all something. You you can't be thinking about partnerships and getting people to the heat and blah blah blah. We're always they thinking asses, about that. They asses is sitting on the ledge, just like Humpty Dumpty. Just like that. So, That's what I'm saying. You got to make use of your time. Go over so there. Group. You you know what need to happen? They all need to just get away from basketball. Jimmy need to call wh- however many friends he got and be like, "You a free agent." Come down. Does Jimmy have friends? He got friends. He has to. <laughs> I hope. Better imagine Jimmy Jimmy's got friends. He, he got a minivan. Somebody got to get in there. <laughs> Let's just hope Jimmy's not stupidly locked in next year because we all know how that goes. You know what? I'm not going to laugh at that because I'm going to tell y'all like this. If they won, that would have been cool as shit. Yep. Right. But, but here's yep. the reality of it. His mind was locked in. The body wasn't willing. Like, that's the difference. He probably was locked in, but his body is not willing. His body needs rest. No, Remember, he was out for COVID. How far below 500 were we? How far, did, how far did he have to carry this team to get them out the mud? Yep. He's but like, done. He's but like, burnt. There are games where I watch Westbrook. Westbrook can't shoot, right? I watch Westbrook go like four for 25 or whatever, right? And I'm looking at Westbrook being aggressive, but it's just not that good offensively. Jimmy is going four for 10. Like, it's not a like game one. It was definitely trying, but he just couldn't get it shut off. But you can't, you can't compare like, anybody to Westbrook. No, no, I'm saying, but like, it's not, I'm not seeing Jimmy trying so hard, but like, it's just not hitting shots. Like it's re- it's really not trying that hard. That's what I'm. No, saying. we can't say that because we don't know. Like that's. <laughs> I mean, can't... offensively, defensively, he is. But I'm talking he offensively. Is? You okay? 
He's, it's you like know he why? picks up his dribble every time. Like because he's not a scorer. Because he has to manufacture shots. So he always picks up his dribble. Now it's just that they're collapsing on him and everybody notices. Like, that's real. Go back and look at early in the season. He always picks up his dribble. It's just that they collapse on him in the paint. And he has nowhere to go with the ball. No one cuts. And this is what we got. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ball. And then Lopez is, is looming. It, it, it makes it tough. I mean, I do I do agree with Simi that he should not kill the dribble like that. But, I mean, it's just kind of how he's programmed. But, but that's his game. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's who he's been all, all season. Simi, we appreciate you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Simi. Uh, Thank, you Simi. Thank you, Simi. Thank you, Simi. We have, we have <laughs> quite the list of people to get to. Uh, oh, we're bringing in, we're bringing in the OG. Eric the Great. What's up, Eric? What's up, y'all? First time, long time. <laughs> Um, I have a question. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. And the whole process is discreet and straightforward. Get Getting started is simple. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete the online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go get to roman.com slash heatbeat21 to get $15 off your first month. Look, that's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get to roman.com slash heatbeat21. Go get started to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Who is, who would you, are they paying Duncan this year? First of all, let, let me get there. Are they going to pay him? I think it depends because they got other moves they got to do too. Get a point guard I'm, before you pay anybody. 
Yeah, that's, that, that's my main thing. Like, like we obviously need a point guard, but I, I kind of want to keep Duncan. I mean, he's he's been fairly consistent this year. I mean, there was right. that one rough stretch where he was like, people were complaining and he was still shooting like 38%, you know. Um, but, you know, a point guard, I think, has to be top priority. And then, you know, sign Duncan. Let's, yeah, no, I want to keep him. I'm gonna, but I, I, I also know the team teams don't work if you don't have a – Ball handler Absolutely. who can run the offense. So I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna, go ahead, uh, G. No, I, I'm gonna bore everybody with <laughs> what else you doing? What else? No. Oh, with numbers, oh, not because oh, I mean, it's important. Fuck them numbers. So <laughs> Duncan, Duncan, right now, I think he's he's reached starters. Uh, he reached like a starter quality, whatever. So his cap hold is going up from like one million to four, which is still mm-hmm. a very small cap hold. Right. What a cap hold is is essentially. When you have bird rights, they, there's like a hold on the cap. So last season, for example, with Dragic's uh, bird rights, there was a $28 million hold. Even though the Heat had $25 million in cap space, they had a $28 million hold on Dragic's rights. So you can't do anything before – you can't erase those cap holds before you sign a guy. So they're essentially like kind of preventing you from doing moves. That kind of creates some interesting aspects because if the Heat want to get to $28 million in cap space, they can renounce Dragas, they can renounce Duncan, they can get to $28 million in cap space this offseason. If they don't want to get there, which unless there's like a max free agent out there, I don't really see that why they do that. You can keep Duncan's cap hold because it's small. You can sign a point guard for like 15 to 20 million and then re-sign Duncan over the cap. So Duncan doesn't necessarily affect your cap space if you want to keep him. Duncan only affects your cap space if you don't want to keep him because they can sign him over, stay under the luxury tax, and it not affect their salary cap at all while having access to their biannual exception, which they have, and their full mid-level exception. So I think ultimately they are going to keep Duncan, and it has nothing to do with anything other than they can keep the asset for pretty much nothing. It won't cost them any of their salary cap. And it's a tradable asset that's a good player. So I, I think it's like, no, unless they want to create, unless like Kawhi says, I want to get the fuck out of here. I think that they're going to, I think they're going to keep Duncan. Yeah. And I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking about Duncan in terms of money. I'm thinking about construction of the team. Yeah. Because the fact is he's got to be able to get the ball in more ways than just the handoff. You need a point guard. So no, I agree you, with you. You're stifling the entire team without someone who can take the pressure off of Jimmy and Bam. I, I agree with you. I just think that that's divorced from them keeping Duncan or not. I think they're no, going to, I think priority one is going to be them getting a guard. Right. I hope so. Every, sure. I think everybody hopes so. Yeah. I think, I think we I think all. Lowry, Lonzo, who, I mean, Lonzo's a researcher for ages, so that makes up. But I, I do think that they're going to be in the market aggressively for a starting point guard. How much is Lonzo going to want? That's going to depend. I mean, he's a restricted free agent, so that the market's really going to decide that. And I, from an every everything that I'm hearing, New Orleans doesn't seem crazy about him, but I do think that they'll match if the offer's not too high. So I don't, I don't really know. Somebody's going to have to overpay for Lonzo. Uh, I mean, I'd, I I'd love Lonzo. I, I honestly would. I mean, he's a terrific, he's a terrific defender, but you know. How much are they willing to give? But I, I mean, I guess we'll see. You know, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think you should be reckless and overpay for guys. But I mean, if you're gonna overpay for yeah. a guy at that age, it's not the worst thing in the world. So yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'd rather overpay. Honestly, gee, I'd rather overpay for him than Lowry at this point. 
That's fair. I mean, I think Kyle, I, I, yeah, I do think Lowry would help this team tremendously. But you know, obviously at that age, you, I don't, I don't think overpaying is a smart decision. So with the Lowry thing, I think the argument for, because I mostly agree with you, and I've been on record like in the past saying like I'm not really crazy about the idea of, of Kyle here, and he's my favorite player. But if you, he wants reportedly a two year deal. Jimmy has two years left on his deal, and I think if you any any long any big money that you sign. I think you have to match Yo, it up. Yo, hold up, hold up. What's going what on the with the chat? What the hell? Gee, get that out of here. How do we get that out of here? How do we get that out of here? Get that out of here. Is there, a, is there a, a mod feature? I don't know. How do we do this? I'm disabling Yo, what, chat. What, what, what is yeah, that? disable what, it. Just turn it yeah, off. Yeah, I disabled it. What is Come that? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah get yeah. that out of here. Get that out of here. What are we doing here? What is that? I didn't even see that. Way to yeah. ruin the day. All right, guys. So no more chat for the rest of the show. That's no how we leave. Uh, unfortunately. What, what the fuck is that? I have no idea what you guys are referring to. But the, the, the don't, don't even look. Is, it's, is it's not worth it. It's, Yo, it's get just, the fuck out of here. It's people, it's people being awful. Um, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Uh, I'm, well, I'm, Can I'm we sorry talk about Mar- Yeah, what, what were you going to say about Kyle? Arguing with Adam, with, with my guy Clutch Adam earlier about Lonzo, I'm kind of out on him. Like, I think he's a good player, but I'm just, just in, the, in terms of, like, uh, who fits on this team. I'm out on Lonzo unless you have a plan to nab some sort of three-level score at some other point within the next few months. Because, I, I mean, everybody's over here talking about how we need another score or another point guard. <clears throat> and I feel like Lowry kind of fills both of those boxes. Not that he's, you know, Zach Levine or Bradley Beal or whatever. As a scorer, but uh, he fills a lot of these boxes. I think as a short-term guy, somebody you get on two years, and I really think the pull-up threat is really important in the offense. Besides the fact that he's a you know a really good point guard and can get guys set up, I think they need the pull-up threat. And I'm just kind of out on Lonzo as being anything other than a role player. Like uh, to me, he just it feels like he's had his most success being an off-ball guy while Zion creates, while Ingram Ingram has done his thing, and that's kind of been the role that he's found himself in. And that's good. Like he's a he's a good player in that role. He's got size mm-hmm. at the at the guard spot. But I'm wondering, like, if you just if you go after Lonzo and you kind of overpay for him for four years, you know, somewhere around I don't know eighteen twenty million. I don't know. I don't know what that does for you. I, I feel like it's just signing another high level role player when we all kind of agree that this team needs a little bit more than that. So you're out on you're out on him as like a pure point guard is what you're saying. Yeah, right? I don't think of him as a lead ball handler. Okay. I think of somebody who can make some plays for others. You know, he he's a he's a cool point guard, but I don't want him being my lead ball handler. I think that's fair. I like Rondo. I yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you said, uh, Eric. We always appreciate your support and your Eric the goat. you're the best man. Eric the goat. Absolutely. Go. Keep keep being great, guys. You keep being great, brother. Take care. All right, let's get to our next caller. We got Caesar, another lifer. What's up, Caesar? Good morning. Whenever you're ready. Um, I, listen, any morning that we can talk Kyle Lowry to the heat, you know, you know, I'm happy. Uh, Caesar, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Um, uh, disappointing, you know, series. But one thing that that you guys and no one's actually talking about is, you know, since everyone's a Heat fan, everyone looks at things. From, you know, like a heat perspective, everyone's been here in the org for like decades. Right. So there's a lot of like institutional um, like weight to things like Bud is a new coach. Um, Giannis is a new star. And I feel like Bud just let Giannis play his game and get embarrassed last year. And uh, 
you know, now they're trying it, you know, a different way, right? They tried it the way that Giannis wanted, you know, give me the ball, I'll go through this wall and fail miserably, um, right? And um, and now they're finding success, you know, in a, in a different fashion. I think it's it's actual growth from them, and I think they're positioned to be successful unless, you know, injury hits at some point. But I think that's something that no one talks about. I can't disable the chat. I'm so upset. The fucking locker room app is like bugging out and it won't let me turn the chat off. Um, that is the, I mean, come on, blocker room. You got to give me a mod feature. I mean, come on, Jesus Christ. Um, Caesar. Yep. Did you hear what I said? I heard a little bit. Yeah. No, what I was saying is that uh, the, the Milwaukee sort of like transformation. I think it was kind of by design that last year, Bud decided to go with, uh, with whatever Giannis wanted just to show him that you can't win that way. And now this year, they're completely transformed. It's not like, give me the 100%. ball and I'll go through the wall. Um, you know, let's run defense through, you know, the, the offense through Drew and then get the ball over to Giannis in the paint. And then, you know, you can't stop him there. You know, you can stop him at half court. You just can't stop inside. You know? No, no, um, 100%. And Spoh's got an outcoached in two straight series. I no, I, he did not get outcoached in the Lakers series. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. They carved that defense up, up and down with Kelly O'Leary. Stop Jimmy it. carried them to two wins. I don't know how much of that was Spoh. And just kind of playing two shooting bigs next to Jimmy, letting him get downhill over and over. I don't know where the coaching was there. I'm not a Spoh hater. I'm not a Spoh hater. I'm just, I'm just here with the hot takes. I'm pissed. Uh, I I am on more on the hater side, and I can't put the Lakers on Spo. Like you can't blame Spo for the Lakers. Like, come on. No, no, of LeBron course not. Of course Hayden. not. <laughs> but but this series, it's they've got away from everything. Like they have like absolutely no identity. The Heat, right? Like Duncan's not shooting. Like why? Um, yeah. Like now he's trying with the bigs. You know, I know he did, did dabble, you know, a little bit, but then he drops it after a game. They look decent with Deadman and Bam. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 desperate moves from you know a team that and staff that knows that they have no no moves. There, there's nothing left in their pocket. I guess. But that, that was what I was, wanted to bring up because you know Heat fans are always like, oh no, you know we're gonna run back. Like there's nothing we could do, or our guys are the best, and no one else is gonna improve. And the league moves on, and everyone improves, and everyone is trying to outmaneuver everyone. And yeah, Heat fans try to look at things that, like in a static sort of like you know view that okay, uh, we were successful last year, you know. And we're going to be successful next year if we just run back. And I like, like, no, everyone's going to change. I listen. I want to go back to Alex Landry's bowl. What the hell was that? <laughs> what What was that? Why is Spoke catching his phrase? No, it wasn't. Hit, the Lakers obviously they they weren't going to win that series. The go on and bam thing. It really sucked. And you know, it would have been a great series. I just think it, it like it kind of sucks. Like I feel like ever since they they put AD on Jimmy, then they put Giannis on Jimmy. Like he kind of set the blueprint for what happened. And I don't know, man. I just think Spo hasn't done enough. Uh, and he even blamed himself after the game last night. And I, I was really happy to see that because again, I've I've no, I've been nothing but a Spo lover for the past several years. I've just been a little bit frustrated with like. You know, I know you've talked about it more than anybody, G, that the the whole, like, why was this the time to stop spamming dribble handoff when you desperately need the offense? The one you know, time I wanted it. They've got two bigs sagging off. Like, I just, I'm sorry. I, my, the frustration is coming out again. It's hard. to No, like, but I, I agree with that. 
I agree, and that's it's why not I even feel just like... that. It's it's like it's everything we talked about with not empowering Bam. It's everything we talked about with just kind of like the lack of offensive versatility. And I know they've added stuff. They've added little wrinkles throughout the season, but then they go away from them. Like you couldn't get Bam in the post against a mismatch. I feel like once throughout this whole series, you couldn't get Jimmy. Uh, guard switching and picking on matchups. And again, shout out to Bud for fixing some of that. I just think like Spo didn't really counter with a lot. And not that it's all his fault because the roster is what it is. And I think that's really what it comes down to. But I don't think it's unfair to say that he's been outcoached in two straight series. I really oh, yeah, don't I, think that's I, unfair. I disagree, with, I disagree with the Lakers series. We're going to our next caller, the homie. Jalal, good morning. Oh, my guy. Save us, save us from this, Alex. Save us from Alex. I'm tired of hearing him <laughs> slander the great Eric Spolstra. Jalal, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Um, What's up, Good morning. What's up, Jalal? Good morning. Uh, before, I, before I give my question, I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for uh, all you've done this entire season. The ups and downs has been pretty uh, good and shitty. So thank you guys for being that outlet the entire season. Bro, thank you for coming by. Like almost like every show, like that's amazing. Like we have so much fun with you. Also, uh, my question is about Duncan. Are any of you concerned about the contribution that he gives in playoff games? Because it seems like uh, every once in a while, or maybe it's just against the Bucks. I'm not sure, but sometimes he just disappears, and it really hurts when he goes like oh for five one for six in big games and they can't really generate any offense. Uh, I, w- yeah. I think Tiff, I, w- I would like you to yeah. know you have some, some thoughts. I think it, I think it's so there's so many reasons and problems as to why he disappears. But like, if you can't get the, the, the DHO working, he's not getting the ball. So that's a big thing. Um, and you know, Milwaukee, it's not a good matchup for 99% of our players. Milwaukee is big and physical at pretty much every position. So we can get bumped off of every screen, every pick and roll, because we're not big. We're not physical. We're not strong, especially the guards. So he's going to have problems, but he just can't get the ball in the, in the position that he needs to. So while I, I, you know, feel like, okay, fight a little harder, but it's like, if Jimmy's picking up his dribble and getting trapped in the corner, nobody's rotating over and Duncan's waiting and waving for the shot, it's never going to happen. So I've kind of just given up on the whole idea that like Duncan's not that good. Duncan showed us he could be great if he gets the ball, if he gets the ball in his positions, if he gets the ball off of screens, if he gets the ball off the DHO, like, I, he's the one person, honestly, I have no worries about on this team if they get a point guard. I have no worries. He's the one person. Everybody else, I got some concerns about. Tiff, I think it's kind of crazy how he never gets, like, the ball off a kickout, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how much – I mean, imagine if he gets to get his feet set. And right. just, like, park himself or, like, kind of move into a corner in rhythm. Like, I totally agree with you. I, 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 and I, and it's so funny because at the beginning of the year, he showed me absolutely nothing. And now, you know, we're at the tail end of the season and I've seen so much growth, so much progression in his offense and his defense that he's the one player that you could say going into next season, if you fill this team out right, 
he's giving you, he can easily give you 15 a night. No sweat. If he's your worst defender on the court, you can You're survive. Good. Exactly. But the problem so, is he's not. I just, just a follow up. Do you think that they should prioritize a point guard or prioritize someone who can just go get a bucket at any point in time? Like when their offense breaks down, someone who can just create their own shot with five seconds left on the shot clock? Because a lot of the times it ends up in corner threes from people who aren't even shooters. Right. Well, that could be this. It could be one in the same. Yep. You know, so it with the way that this team looks and the way that the cap space looks like if if it was me making the decisions, I would probably need that to be one in the same. Like I would need a, a point guard who could distribute, who could run the team. But if it's five seconds left, can just go get you a bucket. Like I would try to prioritize that. They can um, go one of two ways. They can go for like a, a whatever kind of game manager point guard and then like a Jordan Clarkson type kind of scorer. So you can split your money that way. Or you can do what you just said, Tiff, which is the route I'd rather go, is just a two-in-one, just just spend big on, on someone that can give you at least a little bit of both. Yeah, see, that's what I, and that's what I would want to do because then you also, like, you also got to remember, we don't know, like, who they want to bring back because yep. I, I would assume Trevor Reza probably wants to come back. I would assume Deadman wants to come back. I would assume Gorn wants to come back. So, you know, there's so many moving pieces with this team that we keep forgetting, like, how are they, how are they going to put this together and still look at Jimmy and say, we're being competitive? I think those are the only guys you should bring back and those guys all off the bench. Right. If though, if that's your bench lineup, I think that's, that's really good. And right. you get, you get a guard and you get a four and you go from there. I think you may have to move a certain somebody. I'm, mm. ready. I'm ready to trade a certain somebody. Mm. Maybe get a little upgrade, a power forward, and then you sign a point guard in free agency, uh, as we talked about, probably like Lowry or something. And I'm not married out, to anybody on this team. Oh, no, me neither. Me neither. So, that's hey. what I'm like. I'm ready to move on. <laughs> I'm ready to move on to, from Tyler Tuesdays. Exactly. Uh, get, get somebody in here that can legit – Start at the four that can score some buckets that can defend. Yeah, name positions. names. Um, but what is his value right now? He's Tyler. Not yeah, his, there's value his, in a young guy in a young guy who had the playoff run that he had. Yeah, I mean, somebody somebody's always willing to take beans. <laughs> Alf says we should sign a guy like Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, no, I want Rockets or Linux. You see that guy? That guy's yeah. a superstar. I want game. I want game three be Elisa. I don't know. Oh my god, <laughs> Belly was pulling up for the logo, and I was—he's like, y'all ain't got any guts. I do. Yeah, I don't think you guys understand like how much he salvaged that experience. Like, by the way, that crowd I mean, he, that night he, was amazing. Like, they were really trying to work Alex, with him. And well, what happened? Alex, did you realize that Belly started game two? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Listen, I think Marv Albert, Marv Albert's the only one that's having a worse postseason. Than <laughs> like, man, I feel bad. I feel bad about Marv. Like, he's so, he's so old, man. He's got all these players. Like, the guy's been doing this for like decades on decades. <laughs> His database is running. What was I gonna say? Oh, the, the, the crowd. <laughs> he took me out of my. 
Yo, belly fat. Mar- Marv Albert apology is not where I thought we'd be. No, no, no. I, I just, you know, he's older. I feel, I feel a little bad there. But uh, when it comes to Bielitsa, man, like that crowd was living for him. Like once he started hitting a couple of deep ass threes that he took, every single time he got the ball, it was getting loud. Like it was so funny. And then they chanted MVP for him. And I, I saw Hangover Time. I was saying I'm, that I'm glad that everybody on this Heat team had to hear that. I could not agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. Like, this is what your whole season has come down to after all that talk is B Lisa getting MVP chance and the fans counting down Giannis' time. Our fans brought it. They were the only people the that only brought ones. it last night. And B Lisa. <laughs> Them and Belly. Them and Belly. I mean, shit, I thought, is it fair I to thought, say this is the, you remember in 2011 when they waited too long to start Chalmers? Yeah. So, same thing, right? Okay. As, as we close out the show, do they start Belly game four? Should they play him 30, 35 minutes? I say- no, I, I'm saying specifically, <laughs> are they going to start him? Does it even matter? I, it doesn't, but you know, we're, <laughs> we're here, we're here for uh, just for, yeah, just for the fun of it. Why not? Okay, so yeah, Joel says yes. Alex, do they start? Belly? He needs to be launching from thirty every time he gets the ball. It's a better game plan than what they got. Logo. He was logo belly last night. <laughs> Somebody had to carry the sword, the torch for Steph. That pick and pop option was there the whole time. Oh, sorry, oh, Miss Ko. Uh, Tiff, do they start belly? Yes or no? No. I low key think they do. I, I low key think Eric's gonna be like. I mean, listen. I said, I said this last pod. Eric's done crazier things. He started Dexter Pittman in a game that he was coaching for his job. <laughs> Fucking guts. See, you see, Al said he'd start uh, KZ. What did I say the other night? I'd put KZ in the game. What do you got to Please. lose? <laughs> Poor <laughs> KZ would have been so bad against the Fox. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell y'all something. Dignity. You already lost that. Yeah, you're right. They have none. <laughs> I, yeah, Alf, you were joking, but there's no one else. I'm ready for some KZ Max Struess. Oh, minutes. God. Winter, Winter Soldier, White Wolf. Why not? You Listen, it's not going to be any worse than the nun minutes, than the hero minutes. It won't be any worse. And guess what? Struess plays better defense than both of them. <laughs> oh, Yo. They might as so, well do D out there one last time, too. Right? Why not? Oh, I'm, I'm what, all about what that. Are we holding pe- what are we holding people back for? UD belly minutes. You got to rest. <laughs> you better give him a player development job and stop giving this man salary to be a cheerleader. Oh, I love him. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, let's, but let's be real. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, was- man. Where was... Where, honestly... Where was UD last night, man? I saw him yelling at that at the you know at them in the timeout and just no response. Is UD finally this team isn't responding to anybody? Not responding to the coaching staff, not responding to the fans, not responding to Thanasis, not to Takumpo, whatever <laughs> fucking jeans talking shit in their face. Alf, Alf, apparently he's hurt and he's doing all that jumping on the sideline. My guy's gonna get more hurt. I and mean, in jeans, chill. in tight jeans, he's gonna hurt that's his how he got hurt. He's gonna hurt his it's vocal weird to cords. See NBA players in jeans on the sideline. I'm not gonna lie, like jeans I've on seen, the tightest polo imaginable. I've seen Thanasis at Takumpo at my local barber shop in Highly. I'm sure of it. I feel like that's exactly how he got hurt, doing exactly what he's doing right now. 
running up and down the sidelines like a fucking idiot. But at least he has more he has, he has more fucking energy than the Heat. What I would like to see next game is Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Dwayne Dedman, Casey Akpala, and uh, Belly. This is rock bottom in the starting lineup. Oh, rock bottom. That that that's a COVID lineup. Oh, man. Yeah, and I'm. Honestly, and then like bring Jimmy and Bam off the bench, and I wouldn't play Hero None or Reza. Uh, give Iggy some run, maybe a little Goron, but that's about it. Oh, man. I don't want to see another. Uh, oh, and the, the guy who looks like Will Manso. <laughs> You're run him out there. How can he be worse? I mean, shit, they can run Will Manso out there. It wouldn't be worse. Run me out there. I need the fucking cardio. Yo, they can run Will Manso and uh, what's it? And Rohan in the backcourt out there. <laughs> Will and Rohan, that's the back Rohan. I mean, Will Mantle's one thing. Rohan's in <laughs> hey, y'all, we appreciate you guys for coming to these locker rooms, for listening, for engaging with our show uh, all season. Uh, hopefully, you know, there, there's a bit more season left. Uh, but remember, in the offseason, we're going to be keep doing what we do. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. But, man, much love to everybody who comes through to these. It's a lot of fun. We love it. It's a nice way to spend the morning after wins or losses. So, Remember, I think this is going to get posted to the main pod feed. Uh, not not Patreon, but normally they get posted to Patreon. Uh, we love y'all and, and have a have a great weekend, guys. I mean, listen, try to enjoy try to enjoy the game. <laughs> we'll see we y'all Saturday. We'll see y'all Saturday. <laughs> Take care, Tiff. Take care, Jahal. All right, Take guys. Care. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.